microphone, and now we're good. Finally. Yeah, I just said, you just kept saying you were muted. I wasn't saying I was muted, you were muted, so I'm like, uh... Yeah, I couldn't hear you. You couldn't hear me. That was some sort of crazy. Okay, now that our technical difficulties are over. Right? It's okay. I already verified with Sophie to make sure she had the poop first. So. Yeah, we don't need another elevator music intro uh, little segue there. She is staring at me oddly. So, hopefully... We don't I mean, have I look at you oddly, too, but I still love you. Is that why everybody in my life just looks at me weird? Well... Including my dog. She's just a blap. I think she's given up on her tongue. She's just like... <laughs> We've lost all control of her tongue at this point. There's no need to control the tongue. It's okay. No, we're just gonna be a blap. Okay, alright. What are you drinking today? Um, I'm drinking from a, I'm drinking the last of a bottle from my Wink box called Summer Water. It is a Grenache mix, and it is delicious. That sounds legit, honestly. I need to get my Wink subscription again at some point here. It's a Grenache, Grenache blend rosé. And it is, I would read the back of the label for you guys, but I've already put it in recycling. Because she's a good person to recycle, so apparently we have to announce this. Um. <laughs> well, I have three small children, so lay, leaving glass bottles laying around is not ideal. Oh, so it's more of a safety hazard at this point. <laughs> yeah. Consider at least two eyebrows of me serial killers. Well, you know, I'm kind of worried about Riley some days too, so. <laughs> like, she got mad at me while we were cleaning today. Oh, by the way, I will be moving in three weeks from Michigan to Georgia, so you'll hear a lot about how I'm cleaning and packing and all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Um, I'm so, basically, sure my life. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be drunk until my birthday, which is June 1st. I'm a Gemini. Get over it. <laughs> For some reason, whenever you, like, tell your sign to people, they're like, oh, really? What are you? And you, if you say Scorpio or Gemini, they look at you like you're some kind of monster. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm a Gemini. Get over it. I'm a Scorpio. People think I'm into sex dungeons. Well... No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no comments. <laughs> I'm not drinking cream soda vodka at all. That's fine. But I'm definitely very much a Scorpio. You're not drinking cream soda vodka? Mm -hmm. I'm very much drinking cream soda vodka. Is it good? It's actually delicious and you can't taste it, so I'm about to get crunk. Well, I'm not a big vodka person, as you know. I don't drink a lot of vodka. I prefer whiskey or tequila or rum. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Dr. Pepper cream soda mix with the vanilla vodka in it is cool. I took a couple shots of it just to see if I could taste the alcohol. I couldn't taste it as a shot. This 24% alcohol. Yeah, that's how I am when I get that um, butterscotch schnapps. I'm not a big schnapps drinker, but butter butter shots. 
I can drink that whole bottle before I realize how I'm just gonna let you say the word schnapps again six times fast. Thank you, that's just me, will be. So, how the hell do we even break into, um, our category at this point like i right. last week was our paranormal episode and i covered those crazy wendigos and i covered <laughs> up with cannibalism apparently so we decided to continue with cannibalism this week guys i picked the next two i'm just gonna let you know <laughs> it might be a little more sane <laughs> Cannibalism to me is just so intriguing, like so odd that someone would choose to eat another person. I don't even like being in the same room as other people, so the fact that someone chooses to eat another person, honey, there's chips and queso for a reason. I would much rather choose chips and queso over another human being anytime. Still concerned though. <laughs> yeah, alright. So, we're gonna go, I'm gonna read a quick definition of cannibalism. Like, I mean, it is literally only one sentence, so we're cool. Cannibalism is the practice of eating the flesh of one's own species. Now, there are different animals that are cannibals, like spiders, freshwater shrimp, sand tiger sharks, great apes, hippopotamus, and apparently the T-Rex was a cannibal. But when you're the T-Rex, I'm pretty sure you can eat anyone, and it's okay. Yeah, I think that's just okay at this point. Yeah. Um, the hippopotamus, hippopotamus one really kind of threw me for a loop, because, you know, they're, like, so adorable. But they're also the most vicious animal in Africa. Like, they kill more people than, like, lions. So they're very territorial, and they look in each other, apparently. In each other. So I went first last week, so I guess it's your turn to go first this week. Yep, I can definitely do that. But I'm very, still very happy I'm choosing categories soon. Because you seem to give me some troublesome ones, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, look, I'm just like going off the top of my head, writing some crap down and going, hey, this is what we're doing. And you're like, okay, cool. If you didn't say, okay, cool, I'm still, be doing this. I'm still very excited for my episode of Shanks and Skinks. So yes. that is happening soon. Oh, Lord. For those of you guys who missed the very first episode, I'm a correctional officer as well. So I went to the prison museum out here in Colorado, and I got employee discount, of course. And I got to study Shanks. So... I'm going to search for women and female murderers that have used shanks, called shanks and skanks. That's so, one of get ready for that episodes. drama. So, just a sneak peek, you know, what I've got coming up, what I'm brewing in my end. Um, but on to this week's episode of Cannibalism, because Jess is really weird. And really Tell fascinated by... cannibalism isn't, like, something that doesn't fascinate you. The Post on our board if you got any interesting stories yourself about cannibalism. Unless you are a cannibal, and then we kind of don't want your stories. I kind of don't really want recipes. I'm not no. looking for We're not looking saute. for recipes. 
<laughs> Even though it does make you wonder, did Jeffrey Dahmer use seasoning? It's actually my guy used seasoning. I kind of want to know what seasoning Jeffrey Dahmer put, you know. If you guys know what seasoning Jeffrey Dahmer used, we will have a special surprise for you. <laughs> if he used one. Dude, if he used seasoning and you know the seasonings, please let me know. Because I know. Let us know and we will we will send out something. I don't know what yet at the moment, but we will find a surprise for you These if you can confirm that answer. Up at night. <laughs> let just sleep. We are going to have a category that says let just sleep and what questions she has late at night. Apparently seasonings of Jeffrey Dahmer's murders is one of those. Hey, it's all a thing, I mean. Apparently. Anyway, on to my disappearance in 2007. My cannibal actually did use seasonings, and he was caught red-handed with them. Oh, my lord. Hold on, hold on. Jace, do you have the TV on? I do. I can hear it. It's off. What are you watching? It's off. Uh, nightly news. <laughs> because Jeez, you're so boring. <laughs> someone has to pay attention to the world yeah, <laughs> in this relationship. <laughs> oh, I was watching the new Netflix Hollywood, which I is really good so far. Stops. It hurt my brain so bad to listen to that mango mongoloid we call a president speak. And oh, speaking now. And Governor Witless up here in Michigan. I was just like, I can't even do this anymore. Just turn off the news. I can't. It's okay. Our governor, Paulus, he he declared howling at the at the moon every night is a thing. He declared it policy. That sounds pretty awesome. Right now Colorado. we have Right now, we have people storming the capital of Michigan, which is Lansing, not Detroit, people. A lot of people think Detroit's the capital because it's the bigger city, and it is not. It is Lansing. A lot of people think Charlotte is the is capital of North Carolina, but it's Raleigh. So yeah. I get it. And apparently, a lot of white men waving their Trump banners and assault rifles are standing inside of the Capitol building, screaming in the face of the governors and the people that work there and security. And it's kind of freaking crazy, and I'm glad I'm moving in three weeks, because this sounds like Civil War Take Two. If y'all are getting tired of hearing about this move, you don't want to know my newsfeed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about this new the move. She's tired of it. Like all day, every day, it's notes, packing, editing, notes, packing, editing. I want sleep. I am so tired. When we get there, I'm sleeping for like three days straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we go uh, silent for about three days is because Jess is catching up on sleep. <laughs> I we're recording some episodes before I move. Um, yeah, on top of all the packing, I had to keep the kids from, like, going full prison break and scaling the fence into the neighbor's yard because they wanted to go play with him so bad. And when I told them no, they tried to climb the chain link fence. At one point, Michael slipped 
and fell and was hanging from his shirt from the fence screaming. And I was just like, I'm I'm done with you. I kind of want to leave you there. That's not what you do, though. I didn't. I didn't. I promise. I got him down and I told him he could not go play with the neighbors. And he said, because of Corona, I was like, yes. Exactly. That and the neighbor kids kind of jackass. He may be in denial, but at least he realizes why. <sighs> I would come up with a little kid is a little asshole. And <laughs> oh, he's going a little start crazy, aren't we all? Yeah. So, episode. Shall I continue? <laughs> Oh, wait, we introduce ourselves. Goodness gracious, we are slipping today. Hi, welcome to Bad Nerves and Box Wine. I'm Jess. And I'm Jace. And today we're going to talk about cannibalism. Yay! I'm going to kill her. And I'm not eating her. I'm a little too fascinated with cannibalism, guys, okay? Yeah, it's disturbing. Um, If you want to send her recipes... That's perfectly fine. Just don't send me any. No, I don't want recipes. Unless it's for, like, your grandma's, like, butter cake or something. Because I'm fat and I like food. My grandma is Persian. When the hell did she have to make butter cake? I don't know. I'm Southern. All grandmothers make butter cake where I'm from. If y'all could only see my face right now. God, this is a podcast, not a video. Yeah, no. Oh, thank God it's not a video. <clears throat> yeah, nobody knows. <laughs> Y'all don't want to see us. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, moving on, and this is why I never go first, guys. I just let Jess talk for half the episode, and we... Because just... I, t- I tend to ramble, and then by the time we get our stories done, I'm like, oh, that's going to be a lot to edit. And I'm getting to the point now where I'm just like, no, let them listen to us ramble. It's cool. This is how we go. Anyway, Jose Luis Calva is my episode. On I thought you were saying anyway, Jose, because today's Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> oh no, I didn't even realize that. Where's my margarita? Uh, I would die for a margarita right now. I really need some hacienda in my life. I really need some queso. Anyway, we were talking about cannibalism. But not queso. About queso. <laughs> and do not add humans to your queso, people. Just not no, recommended. No, it is not. We're against cannibalism, just slightly fascinated by the concept of cannibalism. She is. Not me. She is. Okay. Okay, Jose. Tell me your story about Jose. <laughs> Jose was responsible for a disappearance in 2007 of his girlfriend. Um, so basically what happened is he wrote a manuscript called The Cannibal Instincts. Um, he is, is, um, essentially his influences was actually have Anthony Hopkins, um, of course, Hannibal Lecter, um, and he was actually... Um, in charge of, let's see here. Oh. So he was, he was in charge of a couple of different things. And like I said, he, he ultimately met his fate in 2007. He was actually caught with flesh in the fridge of his dead girlfriend. 
A cereal box of eating your girlfriend. Cereal box of bones. So he stuck the bones actually in cereal box for munch on later. Was it Lucky Charms? It was not. It was. It didn't disclose which cereal box it was. Um, the girlfriend was in the last scene on October sixth of two thousand seven. Um, he was the last person to see her alive. They did end up finding recovering remains of her body in the other room. Um, she was, of course, uh, strangled and murdered in her sleep. Um, he's also suspected of two to eight murders. The thing is, he was also a chronic alcoholic. So when he was sentenced to for his girlfriend's death, he was sentenced to 84 years, so he committed suicide before he was charged for the other two to eight crimes. Ooh. And he onion seasoning. Onion? Or slash. Onion. That's my big thing. Okay. So this is going to sound really odd, but for my reading about cannibalism, apparently humans taste like pork, a.k.a. why it's called long pork. Onion doesn't taste good on pork. It doesn't. That's what threw me off, too. So his, I mean, first off, this takes a whole new meaning to eating your girlfriend. Second off, onion? Girlfriend, y'all. This is not, no, no tuna, no onion. Just oh. just keep that in mind. It's a onion. Goodness, that's bonkers. <laughs> so, I'm going short and sweet, I guess, if you want to say that. Um, I'm, I'm going to be stuck on onion now, and I'm going to... Questions that keep Jess up at night. What cereal were her... What cereal box were her bones in? Now I need to know this. I've just caused great chaos. Now I'm sitting here thinking about it. Um, okay. So... <laughs> So is that it? Just like he ate his girlfriend and seasoned her with yeah, the first documented murders with actual, why well, I was laughing, actual seasoning. And the fact that they found evidence of cannibalism with, with his stuff. Okay. Well, let's get into mine. The murder of Kevin Bacon. Speaking of seasonings. His name's Bacon. And it's not the famous Kevin Bacon. There's no six degrees of bacon here. Um, I was going to ask. I, this is a really new case. Like, it happened Christmas to be, Christmas 2019 to January 2020. Like, it's still kind of going on a little bit. Um, but I followed it while it was going on because it literally happened an hour and eight minutes from my house. You do have kind of close up, close and personal. Like, it um, me right the fuck out. I was like, there is a cannibal an hour away from me. I'm interested, but not that interested, okay? <laughs> exactly. So. On Christmas Eve 2019 in Schwartz Creek, Michigan, Kevin Bacon was last seen around 5 p.m. by Mitchell Myers, Bacon's best friend and roommate. Bacon was a hairstylist who specialized in vibrant coloring at the Uniquely Used Salon and studied psychology at the University of Michigan and was very open, compassionate, and loving. According to Fox 2 Detroit News, Bacon, then at 25 years old, was reported missing on Christmas Day after he didn't come home for a family breakfast. Now, to be honest, if I didn't show up for breakfast, people would just be like, yeah, she's probably hungover. She's probably hungover. I, I, guys, I was in the military with Jess, 
for for you guys wanting a big, you know, why we know each other, why we're friends. We were, I lived with this woman. She is, to this day, the only woman that can ever actually live with me successfully. Yeah, yeah. And I'm married, and I still think you're probably one of the only men I can live with successfully. Just don't leave Pop-Tarts alone. No, do not leave Pop-Tarts alone with me. I will eat them, because I like food. (laughs) See, my family wouldn't start getting iffy until I didn't miss, until I didn't show up for dinner. If I didn't show up for dinner, my family would be like, oh, something's going on, y'all. If she didn't show up at the defect, I was wondering, like, okay, did she order in? <laughs> and why didn't she tell me so we could share? Exactly. So, yeah, no, that'd be suspicious. So, apparently, this was a long standing family tradition. On Christmas morning, they had family, they had a family breakfast together. And the roommate that I mentioned before, Myers, said Kevin had left the night before to meet a man he had connected with through the app Grinder. Again, Jace, Grinder oh, no. guys are bad. Oh no, we are we are not discussing this on on air. We're not discussing this. At least they weren't cannibals. Again, we're not discussing this on air. I refuse to answer any questions. Please the fifth. Please the fifth. Okay, back to this. We gotta bring it back down, y'all. This is serious. After days of searching for Kevin, a tip came in leading them to the home of 50-year-old Mark David Latansky on December 28th in Bennington Township. Now, before I jump into these grisly details that about what was found in the man's home, let's, you know, go into a little bit about him so we can see that this wasn't your normal, oh, you know, most serial killers, oh, you hear, oh, he was a pillar of the community, we never saw this coming, he was such a nice guy, I can't believe he did this. No, it was, that was not Latonsky. He was a chemist and attended Central Michigan University from 87 to 91 and interned at Dow Chemical and went on to earn his master's degree in chemistry in 95 from the Iowa State University. According to the Detroit Free Press, where I got that, all companies confirmed those details. Latunsky had a long history of mental illness, according to his ex-wife, Emily. When she filed for divorce, the two were married in 2001 and divorced in 2013 and had four children. In, 20, in 2010 to 2012, he was diagnosed with, holy crap. All right, this is a list. You're going you're gonna to need to take a drink for this. I mean, like, seriously, I need something. Um, all right, drink game. This is the list. Like, I know we, we have bad nerves, but this dude has, like, everything. Severe, recurrent, and chronic major depression with psychotic features, adjustment disorder with depression, and anxiety with paranoid schizophrenia and borderline personality traits. I'm still drinking. Again. Like, that took a whole breath just to say all that. I was about to say, uh, I don't think you breathe through that one. That's something choking on my drink. Um, according to an August 2019 motion that was used to suspend his parenting time, he was on medica- he was on medication but had a history of not taking it. Once again, according to his ex-wife, I mean, seriously, there's some killers out there that, you know, 
there's that one person that's super suspicious of them and they try to warn everybody else, but nobody listens. His ex-wife, mm. Emily, was that person. She tried to tell everybody something bad was going to happen. In a 2013 filing, she claimed that when he was not on his medication, he would watch torture and horror movies, talk to himself, stay out all night, threaten to get rid of his children's animals, would scream and rant and claim their son wasn't his child and failed to shower and shave. At one point, he had kidnapped his own children by failing to follow custody plans, kept her and her children from leaving the home, and made frivolous claims to the Child Protective Service in which he claimed Emily and her brother had been trying to poison him and murder him. Now, I want to get back to Bacon's story because he was the victim here, and I don't want it to be all about the killer because a lot of... A lot of stories make it all about the killer and you forget about the victim. But I really want you guys to understand how disturbed Latunsky really was. I'm going to skip over the rest of the divorce drama because it just goes on and on and on and on. We're going to go back to 2019, a month before Bacon's murder. When a neighbor of Latunsky, Michael Parks, according to ABC had known of at least two people who had run from his home. Parks helped one man, a 29-year-old, who police said escaped November 25th after being chained in Latunsky's basement. He came to Parks' Parks door in 40-degree weather wearing nothing but a leather kilt and bleeding from his mouth, holding a rag to his face, screaming for help. No arrests were made because the men told Michigan State Police that they had been doing, everything they had been doing was entirely consensual. You don't yell help for things that are consensual, guys. Like, that don't make no sense. No. And when you look at it, these men were chained in his basement and everything. One man broke free from Latunsky's house and was chased down the road with a butcher's knife. It's like, it's like you can tell he was practicing for this. Yeah. We're getting back to bacon now. Once again, you gonna, I'm, I'm gonna need a drink for this because this is a lot. It's a cannibalism episode. There is no way this is not gonna be horrible and disturbing. This is very true. Oh, ooh. After uncovering some of the messages sent between the two, the police were led to Latunsky's home in the 700 block of West Tyrell Road to perform a welfare check where he allowed the search of his home. The police found a hidden room in his basement in which they found Bacon's body. Latunsky freely freely admitted that he had used a knife to stab him and then slit his throat, and it gets worse. He then used a rope to tie him up and suspend him by his ankles from the ceiling Hold on. Big drink for this one. (laughs) Big drink for this one. He then removed one of Bacon's testicles and consumed it. What? I told you this dude was was freaking nuts. I did not know that. Like, I understand mental health and everything, but... Whoa. Latunsky was arraigned on December 30th in connection to Kevin Bacon's death. Latunsky began the arraignment by denying who he was, claiming 
the real Mark Latunsky was actually his nephew, and his name was Edgar Thomas Hill. Latunsky was charged with one count of open murder and one count of mutilation of the human body, and faced up to life in prison as a result of these charges. The judge denied, denied bond for Latunsky, and many celebrities reached out to show their support and offering their condolences to the Bacon family, including the other Ke Kevin Bacon and Kevin's favorite makeup guru, Jeffree Star. Yes. Yeah. Like, mm. it, it was, they were, he, he was, obviously, if you have not guessed this yet, he was homosexual and he was very large in the makeup and hair and he was very big into that scene <clears throat> and he was a huge jeffrey star like huge fan and jeffrey reached out to the family and even like made a video on his youtube page and everything else reaching out and sharing his condolences with the family and offering help and yeah um Apparently, the accused killer, Mark Latunsky, was now married to a man during all this, Mr. Jamie Arnold. Arnold spoke to TV5 in an effort to defend himself as questions surrounding the case continued to grow. Bacon yeah. was found murdered inside what was once Arnold's permanent residence in Bennington Township. It was the home he had shared with Latunsky though he had separated with Latunsky in September and moved out of the house because of his husband's lifestyle. There were times I would come home and there was someone there, he said. One time I came and someone was there. He tried to get me involved. I made dinner and went to bed. I had to get out. I couldn't take that lifestyle anymore. <laughs> On Friday, January 3rd, family and friends gathered to say their goodbyes to Kevin Bacon. He was just so good, and he didn't deserve this, said Tyra Hill, Kevin's ba Kevin Bacon's friend. Hill calls herself one of Bacon's best friends. Hill said she read a poem at his funeral and to honor him during the service. It was extremely hard to go up there and do it, she said, but it was something that I needed to do, and I really think that he would have appreciated it. Dozens of people went to the Sharp Funeral Home in Schwartz Creek to say a final goodbye. Shortly after he was laid to rest on Friday, January 3rd, his family went to the high school and played, paid their final respects. He was robbed of so much life, Grace Bacon, Kevin Bacon's grandparents, said, and now we're robbed because we don't have him. Everyone went on to say how much of a wonderful person he was, and just all around, everyone loved him. Like, the student parking lot of Schwartz Creek High School was just packed full of people to come say how much they loved him. I mean, it brings yeah. a tear to your eye that he was such a good guy, and his father Carl said it best, evil does exist, and it has touched our family. It was gut-wrenching to hear the details, and we are beside ourselves. We haven't had the time to even process this yet. Um... The Flint Rock was painted in memory of Kevin Bacon over the weekend of January 3rd. The rock reads, Rest in Peace, Kevin Bacon, with the dates 11-28-94 and 12-24-19 painted on it. It's located on 12th Street and Hammingbird Road in Flint. I don't really know much about Flint, except, you know, their water sucks, so... Oh, God! Well, that's all I know about Flint. 
On January 7th, Latunsky's public defense attorney, Douglas Corwin, submitted a plea of insanity, citing the cases against him from his ex-wife and CPS, where he was initially found incompetent to stand trial, but then later deemed competent. The next day, the judge ordered a forensic, comp- a forensic competency evaluation. On February 18th, Latunsky was found unresponsive in his cell after refusing to eat for quite some time. February 26th, a Fenton man purchased the house in which Kevin Bacon was brutally slain at auction. Yeah, they sold the house, like, that quick, not even a month, and they done sold the house. This man was killed in at auction. Mm-hmm. No, like, you weren't watching that auction. I wanted to go to it, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't take me. Mm-hmm. I just, I wanted to go. Curiosity, okay? Um, on February 27th, he was due back in court for another competency exam where he was deemed incompetent to stand trial and sent to for- a forensic center where he would try, where they are going to try and help him become more competent and will more likely be there for 15 months at least. So that is where we're at right now. As of February 27th, he has been sent to a forensic center, which I think is the nice name for, like, asylum now. Forensic center? Forensic center. That sounds like a lab. It doesn't sound like where you send people to get help to become more competent. No. Like, forensic center sounds like that part in the really ritzy college where you go to, like, learn about forensics or something. Like, the Waldorf forensic center. Yeah, you're going to the forensic center? I'm what? 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 (laughs) I don't need to go to the forensic center. I just need a nap. But he will be there for at least 15 months. That's what they're looking at right now. But, yeah, like, this dude, it didn't say if he used seasoning, though. At least your dude said he used seasoning. He let us know that so we don't have to stay awake at night. Mine was not on bath salts. I mean, that's the other fascination is all the Florida men apparently doing some bath salts and eating people's faces. That was going to be too typical. This guy just straight up was just like, no. Yeah, we we know all about the bath salt zombies. We're good. Yeah, exactly. This dude straight up ate somebody's testicles. So, I mean... If you're that desperate for food and you're that hungry, you're going to eat a man's testicles, you deserve to go away. Well, I'm see, sorry. like I'm saying, his, wife, his ex-wife had it figured out that there was something wrong and he needed help. And then those two men... They, like, went running from his house and all that. It was, like, after this. And it started right after his husband left him. So I'm thinking it went from him wanting some, like, kinky three-way whatever and just turned into him losing his goddamn mind. Because I think at one point he had some sort of snap where he was getting back on the right track mentally because he had his husband there to, like, keep tabs on him and be like, hey, take your medicine or whatever. Yeah. And then there towards the end of their relationship, it just kind of started to fall apart a little bit. 
and yeah. his husband yeah. left, I think that just kind of like was him losing his life or family or whatever all over again because he'd already lost a wife and four kids. Now he's losing a husband. He's got all he has all the mental problems, like all of them. <laughs> Every single one of them. Every literally. Like, wow. That was this. I mean your guys just like, nah, I was mad at my ex I was just mad at my girlfriend, so I ate her. Yeah. He literally said that too. Like, I don't think I've ever been so mad at somebody I wanted to eat them. That's not, no, that's not when my first thought comes to. No, usually I kind of want to hit you or just, like, kick you in the crotch and run away because, yeah. Notice how she says you, as in, not y'all, you, as in me. I'm not talking to you, I'm not talking to you. I have never Mm. once kicked you in the crotch and run away. No, you punched me in the face when I wore a werewolf mask. You jumped out of a dark room at me. I am a chicken <laughs> shit. You know this. You knew I had that mask. I throw punches and then I run. This is me. And I don't stop running until my knees stop working. I'm pretty sure you were on perks. Percocet too. Yeah, probably, because that was when I messed up my knee and hip, so... You weren't running very far. You just punched and stood there. Yeah, well, you know. We learned a lesson, We learned a lesson. Don't jump out at people out of dark rooms, especially when you had just called me and told me you were not coming over. (laughs) Like, you called me and you're like, oh, I'm not coming over tonight. And I'm like, okay, cool. I turn into a dark dining room. Something jumps out at me that looks like a damn werewolf. I just started swinging. My favorite part of the whole thing, though, was having to explain to the sergeant the next day why you had two black eyes. Mm-hmm. It's like, Phillips, because that's my maiden name, y'all. Phillips. Uh... I can understand, Jay. Berg over here having one black eye, but why does he have two? I was like, because once I realized it was him, I hit him again. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. So, yeah. No. The lesson is, don't punch Jess in dark rooms and don't eat anybody. Just stick with Pop-Tarts. Just eat Pop-Tarts, y'all. Don't eat my Pop-Tarts. I can't even eat mm-hmm. my own pop tarts. The kids ate my pop tarts. Good. I hope they ate all of them. They did. Good. Even, even Sophie agreed. Even my cherry pop tarts. So I was slightly upset. Sophie snorted in agreeance. Sophie, I thought you loved me. She doesn't even know where her tongue is. Well, she's had a rough couple of days, okay? <laughs> and, um, no, we, all we've got is chicken and rice. We have not gotten anything else. <laughs> yeah. No. We're not getting Pop-Tart or chips or anything. Don't look at me like that. No, so- <laughs> Sophie sticks to Sophie. I don't know what the hell she got into. Uh, Obviously, it didn't sit well, so you shouldn't be eating it. I love she, you, Sophie Kings. She's like kind of contemplating eating me. Yeah. Look at this. No, no. You said I'm that, walking. and she was just like, yeah? Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Alright, so I guess are. we should uh, end this so I can, like, y you can go live on the dog and I can, like, go pack some more. Yeah, really. Alright, so <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. This has been Bad Nerves. In box one. I'm Jess. I'm Jace. And remember, we don't have a Patreon yet, but if you go over to our site on Anchor, you can make donations there. Please, please, please make donations. We love you. Your donations help pay for this podcast, our equipment, our wine, and hopefully a little bit more updating in the future and getting us somewhere awesome. So, all right. Well, all right. You guys have a great night. And don't get murdered. Bye. And don't eat people. Don't eat people. Please don't, don't eat, eat people. people. Don't eat people. And they'll send me recipes. Night. Send her all the rest. Night. Bye. And that was our podcast, Bad Nerves and Boxed Wine. You can also listen to us on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Spotify. We're working on getting iTunes and iHeartRadio. But for now, thanks for listening. Be sure to send us an email or even comment and tell us what you think at badnervesandboxedwine at gmail.com. Thanks.